Hello and welcome to another episode of The Arriving Somewhere with Matt J. Podcast. Commentary, comedy and conversation. On today's show we're going to talk about where have I been? What have I been doing? What's with the podcast? Well, I'm going to discuss all that and let you know. Also, going to discuss some of these celebrities. Matthew Perry had an encounter with God. Chris Tucker turned down a $12 million movie role because of his religion. And Alice Cooper also being a Christian. All very interesting stuff. But before all that, I also want to just go back and have a look at the classic, well it's going to be a classic, video of Chris Hipkins not being able to describe what a woman is because I think it's the funniest political thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So, with that being said, let's get into the show. Just a quick reminder, as always, to like, share, subscribe, subscribe, and subscribe again, rate, and any other good thing that you can think of. Okay, well, where have I been? We'll we'll do that up front. Uh, I've got a new job, and it's taking up a lot of my time. I won't name who I'm working for just for legal reasons and all of that sort of jazz, but yeah, I've got a new job, it's more hours, and it's quite physical work. I'm enjoying it, it's great, but that's why there hasn't been a podcast released for a little while, and I'm going to have to try and figure out a way to work this podcast around that job as well. So once I kind of know what I'm doing with the timing, I'll let you know when these episodes are going to be released. I'm currently recording this on the weekend, and I only have about 20, maybe 30 minutes at most, because I'm supposed to be at a family lunch, and we've got things, and I've got things cooking in the oven, and well, their stomachs await that food. So that's what's happening with me. But again, just to reiterate, I do need to figure out the the new timing of this podcast and what days it's going to be released, what days I'm going to be recording it. But once all of those sort of systems are in place, it will be cooking. We'll be cooking. And well, actually speaking of cooking, Chris Hipkins, hippity hoppity Hipkins, he was cooking on stage, wasn't he? He was in the heat. He was feeling the heat, sweating away up there, looked like someone had basted him before they'd put him in the oven. It would have been interesting to hear the question before this question, but you would have heard it, I'm sure. This went worldwide. It went viral. A Well, one of the only New Zealand journalists that has some guts to ask some interesting questions asked our Prime Minister, our caretaker Prime Minister, the interesting question of what is a woman? Of course, this comes in the wake of what happened to that Posey Parker lady in the Let Women Speak event that didn't go ahead because, well, there was basically a violent mob of trans people and she was assaulted. And then our news smeared her as well, saying that she'd thrown up a white power symbol or something. And uh, just what she she didn't, if you actually go find the video where it's the unblurred version, it's just insane that they just blatantly lied about it. And painting her as a white supremacist and all of the usual jazz that we get. But this going viral on the world stage, ah, oh, it, it, it really tickled me. It really, really did. And so let's just listen to it again. Uh, because this is going to be saved in my reel of uh, forever funny videos. And look, I know, 
I know this is all very offensive to women. It really is. You can't even define a woman, an adult human female, really. You just can't do it because they're so ingrained and so entrenched in the gender ideology and the, you know, nothing, there's no facts, nothing is real. We can just decide things on the fly. Uh, when it comes down to it, it's all all this critical theory, Marxist stuff. And Labour, the which is Chris Hipkins' party, he, they had their... Um, their Pride and Rainbow manifesto for their last election, their their points of what they were going to do to help people in the LGBTQI whatever community. So they are beholden to all of this. And of course, when you get interesting questions like, what is a woman? Oh, they squirm. Oh, they squirm. And it is hilarious. So let's just listen back to this, have a chuckle and move on. Okay. Sean, that's, that, that question's come slightly out of left field for, for me. Um, the, well, biology, sex, gender. Um. <laughs> I like it how he just starts throwing some words out there. I can't define it. Here's some words. Uh, make up your own definition, I guess. Um, biology, sex, gender. You know, adult human female. No, 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 no. Don't say the obvious thing. Don't say the obvious thing. Don't say it. People define themselves. People define their own genders. No, no, Chris, they don't. That's uh, that's not how this works. Um, Just watching him squirm up there is so funny. He has no, he just can't answer. He cannot answer it because he's going to upset his core audience. And it is just the look on his face. And I kind of get the feeling that this is Sean Plunkett that asked him a question. I don't know if this guy's going to be censored from now on. Should we go to Sean and get another one of these awkward questions or leave Sean till last? And if we've got time, oh, which we never do, we'll get to him. I get the feeling that that may happen in the future. Keir Starmer has said that he believes 99.9% of women do not have penises. And I know it's a strange thing. Oh, how dare you, Sean? 99.9% 99.9% of women do not have penises. For him to say, but given recent events in New Zealand, I'd ask again, how do you define what a woman is? Well, as I've, I think as I've just indicated, I wasn't expecting that question, so it's not something that I've, um, you know, formulated, pre-formulated an answer on. But <laughs> I must pre-formulate. My, next time they're going to have this, this will be in his folder. Of, i got to flick through my folder and find what a woman is. To define what a woman is. I don't know if Chris is married. I'm pretty sure he is. He must be married. But what does his wife think about this? When someone asks him, he can't answer the question. What is she thinking? Just hysterical. And also, why does no one... People have pointed this out. Why does no one ever ask, what is a man? People aren't asking that. They're only asking, what is a woman? And it's just funny. Like, Shouldn't we be asking both questions there? And getting people to define them? If they're going to go crazy with the gender ideology, I mean, can you define what they are? I mean, we're going XX, XY at all? Can we just say, oh, XX chromosomes? Go, Just go to that answer, Chris. Can you, he can't even say that. It's quite incredible to watch. 
Um, in terms of gender identity, I think people define their gender identity for themselves. Self-identification. Yes. What about, in, if you like, an official or a wider societal sense? Again, um, I think we, we have rules in place now. If someone wants to change their gender on their birth certificate, for example, there's a process that they go through in order to do that. Um, I haven't got all of the, I haven't got the process chapter and verse in front of me, but it's it's available. Anybody can look it up and see what that process is. One follow up: You described that you thought some of Posey Parker's views were abhorrent. Could you tell us which ones? Um, I, I think some of the. The views being conveyed um, around trans, the transgender community, some of the sentiment. Her views. Yes, I'm some of the sentiment that she's expressed towards the transgender community is abhorrent, in, in my view. Well, that they shouldn't exist. <laughs> is that her view, Chris? I don't know. I don't. I don't watch Posey Parker. I've never listened to it. Is that actually her view that they shouldn't exist? He's desperately trying to move on to the next question here too. It's very funny that they shouldn't exist. These people shouldn't exist. Has she actually said that? Because that's a, a wild statement to make. Because that's this is is this how they start to frame it as, well, look, they they don't want us to exist, so they're Nazis. They're going to put us into camps and get rid of us, exterminate us. That's not what people are saying at all. Not at all. It's crazy. But to, to, the, the, here's the the thing that we have now is that, in like in New Zealand, we we have a what was the uh, conversion therapy ban, which was basically them saying that if a kid it's basically them getting in the radical gender ideology because no one's doing the, um, you know, we have laws on abuse and all that sort of thing. No one was forcing conversion therapy on anybody, abusing gay people and whatever you think of that as, uh, you know, the lobotomies or electrocution. They always use these extreme images by putting in the conversion therapy name. And this is what New Zealand got. And it's basically, well, what I talked about in a couple of episodes ago where that school closed down because they're not allowed to counsel kids and talk to them about their confusion around gender and all that sort of stuff. And what I'm getting at here is that we now have to affirm somebody's chosen identity, which I don't know how this is helping anybody. How is this helping anybody? We have to affirm delusions and and things like that and mental health problems. How is this helping people? It's not about these people not existing. They exist. They have rights like we all do. But it's become a very much a, a, a victim narrative and it fits right right in again with the whole marxist proletariat bourgeoisie thing oppressed oppressor and this is what you get you're seeing with the gender ideology which is again like critical race theory black white gender is straight is the oppressor and the oppressed is well everybody else divide and conquer is what we see all the time anyway chris then just quickly moves on to the next question and worms his way out of the awkwardness but very very funny okay look let's go into some of these stories because i really don't have a lot of time and i'm rambling because the chris hipkins thing was just so ridiculously crazy to me okay so friends friends actor matthew perry you'll know him as chandler bing He revealed for the first time that he prayed to God and what he asked for. This is from the Christian Post. I saw another one in another Christian news site. And it said that his first prayer that he, he prayed to God when he was a kid, when he, well, a kid, teenager, kid to me, is he prayed to be famous. He said, God, you can do anything with me. Just make me famous. Obviously, obviously he 
became very, very famous. So from the Christian Post, it says, actor Matthew Perry, famously known for his role as Chandler Bing, uh, recounted the first time he prayed to God and said that anything could be done to him so long as he became famous. Quote, that was the first time I ever prayed and I looked back at it as a dumb prayer. Like a prayer of like a really young person, said Perry in an interview with ABC's Diane Sawyer. So Perry, who first went public about his addiction to alcohol and, and prescription jug, drugs in, 20, uh, in 2004, has released a memoir, Friends, Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing. And he's going through his life with Sawyer and highlighted pivotal, pivotal moments from his childhood. He recounted the moment when, at 14 years old, he drank his first bottle of wine and felt euphoric. After drinking with his friends, he writes in the book, I lay in the grass and just was in heaven, and I thought to myself, this must be the way that normal people feel all the time. Uh, It says here he often showed up drunk on the set to friends, uh, even though he made a rule that he would never drink or take anything at work. And apparently Jennifer Aniston, or Rachel, as you may know her, confronted him about his addiction because she said everyone could smell the alcohol on him. Now, actually, that that article didn't even didn't go into the one I wanted to talk about, so I'll go back one second. Uh, Christian headlines, I think that's the one. Christian headlines. Now oh, here it is. Okay, so Perry said he finally asked God to help him. "Quote God, please help me." I whispered. "Show me that you are here, God. Please help me." He recounts in his memoir. He continued. As I kneeled, the light slowly began to get bigger and bigger until it was so big that it encompassed the entire room. What was happening, and why was I starting to feel better? Perry said he started to cry. Quote, I wasn't crying because I was sad, I was crying because for the first time in my life I felt okay, I felt safe, taken care of. Decades of struggling with God and wrestling with life and sadness, all was being washed away like a river of pain gone into oblivion. I had been in the presence of God, I was certain of it, and this time I had prayed for the right thing. Help. Perry said uh, then it goes on to so this one was from the Christian headlines Amanda Casanova but it goes on to describe I mean he, this guy went through hell with his addiction and he was even given a 2% chance to survive the night when his he overdosed on opioids which caused his colon to burst and led him to have an extended stay in the hospital but um, yeah absolutely awful and I just thought it was a really, really lovely story. I hope he has turned to God. None of this is saying he's a Christian, obviously, but really heartening to see. And, and it's a positive, which is basically what this episode is. All these stories are very, very positive stories because we're going into Chris Tucker now, who turned down, this is from a couple of years ago, I didn't know, but Ice Cube says Chris Tucker turned down 10 to $12 million for Friday sequel due to religious beliefs. This is from the Daily Wire, Megan Basham. But yeah, 2021, December 30th, 2021, so a couple of years ago. And it says, if you are wondering why you haven't seen Chris Tucker, star of 90s blockbusters like Jackie Brown and the Rush Hour action franchise on the big screen lately, Ice Cube may have just offered an explanation. The rapper said on Twitter Wednesday that he offered Tucker a huge payday to reprise the role of Smokey in a sequel to, to the hit 1995 comedy Friday, but the comedian passed for the sake of his religious convictions. We were ready to pay Chris Tucker 10 to 12 million to do next Friday, but he turned us down for religious reasons. He didn't want to cuss or smoke weed on camera anymore, Ice Cube said. So according to a YouTube documentary on the channel Comedy Hype, 
and Tucker's own stand-up sets. The one-time highest paid actor in the world was raised in a Pentecostal household and his parents regularly took him to church. He wandered away from the faith once his comedy career took off, but when he moved back to Atlanta in the late 90s, he became a born-again Christian. And various reports hold that at that point he became much more selective about the roles he accepted. And he was rumoured to turn down um, roles such as Any Given Sunday and Lethal Weapon 4. In a 2014 interview with the Canadian newspaper Straight, wait, there's a Canadian newspaper named Straight? How is that legal in Canada? Wow, Canada, I mean, that. how is that paper even still around? I thought that would have been banned, fined, everyone who works with them would have been arrested, put in prison, their bank accounts shut down. Straight. A Canadian newspaper named Straight. Mind blown, maybe there's hope for you yet, Canada. Is it a big paper, Canada? I don't know. About Us, let's go to About Us. No other city publication knows more about Vancouver than the Georgia Strait. So it's to do with the the water. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Still, I I thought the name would be just outlawed in Canada. I thought the word would be banned, ripped from the dictionary, and anyone who utters it, thrown in prison and the keys ran away. Funny, a newspaper in Canada named Straight. Hmm. Anyway, he revealed to Straight, the newspaper, that his faith led him to return to his first professional love, stand-up comedy, though his act is now is different now than it was in his early days. Quote, being a Christian helps me in comedy. I have to talk about other stuff, he said, adding, normally most comments, most comics talk about stuff that's easy, maybe cussing or saying something raunchy. I have to dig deeper to find something that's still funny and not raunchy. It's harder. I like the challenge. Tucker's faith has also led him to buck the typical left-wing talking points of his industry. In 2018, he told Piers Morgan on Good Morning Britain that he wanted then-President Donald Trump to do a good job and that he regularly prayed for him. Good for Chris Tucker. What a great, great story. Now, look, I have to run. I've got to go. I'm going to end it with Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. I had no idea. He's a Christian, too. Apparently, he's been a Christian for a little while now, for a few years. I don't know. But if you don't know who Alice Cooper is, American rocker, rock singer, his real name, Vincent Damon Furnier, I think it's Furnier, and this dude's now in his 70s, you'll know him of who he is, you know, he used, was he the one that, was it Aussie that bit the head of, he bit the head of a bat, I think Alice Cooper did something with a bird, I don't know, took it out for a romantic dinner, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not saying he did that, I'm just saying he did something with an animal, uh, nothing, you know, in that way. Uh, I'm sure. I'm really digging myself into a hole here. Look, Alice Cooper is a rocker. He's a rock singer. He's done nothing dodgy with animals. I'm not saying that at all. It just came out that way. But Alice Cooper, he says that becoming a devout Christian saved him from addiction. So just like, well, I mean, Perry Matthew Perry's not a devout Christian, but God has hopefully saved Matthew Perry from addiction, which is wonderful. Um, Alice Cooper as well. It's the only solution. It's the only solution. So in some circles, this article here says from Newsweek, I'm just going to read a little bit of this article and then I'm going to play you this video of an interview with Alice Cooper and then we'll end the show. So in some circles, Alice Cooper is best known for writing Schools Out and for biting the head off a live chicken and drinking its blood on stage, which he did not. Okay, so apparently he didn't do that. All right, so he didn't didn't do anything with birds. All right, Ozzy was the one that bit the head off a bat though on stage, wasn't he? 
Is Ozzy Osbourne a Christian now too? I think he might be. I don't have time to go into it. I think he might be. Is he the one that has a church? Built a church in his house or something? Like an actual church? I don't know. There's something I, I need to look into. I could be completely wrong there. So just take that with a massive grain of salt. I don't, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. If you know, leave it in the comments. So they say here that he, the 70-year-old shock rock legend is a devout Christian um, and this hasn't, and this isn't entirely a new development. So he's obviously been one for a little while now. He's been outspoken about his religious awakening for quite some time, but now the star is taking on the role of King Herod in NBC's live performance of Jesus Christ Superstar. Huh. Okay. So this must be a while ago too. Okay. This is five years ago. I'm well out of out of the loop when it comes to Alice Cooper. So I'm just going to play you this little snippet of an interview. And then I have to go because my alarm went and I've got food cooking. Look, there's people waiting for me, okay? There's people waiting for me. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to play this clip and then we'll wrap up the show. I totally understood that hell was not getting high with Jim Morrison. <laughs> hell was going to be the worst place ever. In fear, I came back to the Lord. But I went to another church and that pastor preached the love of Christ, which now you put the two together and it was exactly and i knew in other words i knew who christ was jesus christ was and i was denying him yeah because i was living my own life and i was living my life without him i knew that there had to either come a point where i either accepted christ and started living that life or if i died in this i was in a lot of trouble and that's what really motivated me and i just got to a point of saying i'm tired of this life And I know that this is right. When people say, well, how do you know that? Put that into words. And I go, you can't put that into words. It's because God opens your eyes and he says, you know, it's supernatural. Yep, that's that's exactly right as well. As the interviewer said, that's what I found too. You can't put it into words. Your eyes get opened. You are born again. New desires, new heart. Maybe I'll go into my own personal story about that one day as a born-again Christian. Um, but yeah, he's exactly right there. Uh, the fear of God. People need it. We've, we've kind of gotten soft in Christianity regarding that. But as Ray Comfort says, to fall into the hands of a living God is a terrifying thing. Terrifying thing. We've sinned against the Almighty, which is what the Old Testament points to. The Old Testament is, pointing, is prophesizing and pointing to a, to a coming Saviour. And with the Ten Commandments, the moral law, we've all broken them. If you've looked at someone with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. If you've looked at, if you've hated somebody, you know, you've committed murder in your heart. Uh, We've all lied. Thou shall not, you know, bear false witness. We've all coveted things. A lot of us have created idols. I created an idol in my head about who I thought God was. And it says, you shall have no gods before me. You shall create no idols. Uh, We all do that in our heads, who we think God is, and just because, so therefore we justify chasing pleasure and all of that kind of thing. Um, of course, and then gets to the New Testament, and a loving God gives up his only begotten Son, crucified, suffers, pays the wages for our sin, the thing that we deserved. And if we repent, truly repent, and turn to him, we will be saved. Christianity is not a works based religion, it is grace and faith alone, and then your fruit flows out of that, and you will know them by their fruits. So when it comes to people like Alice Cooper, maybe you've got doubts about whether he's a Christian or not, or what he's doing, if he's still involved in the music industry, what he's singing about. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't really listened to him. It's a great 
great clip of that interview. Heartening to read in that um, article. Um, but as I said, you'll know them by their works. So you will know him uh, by his works, whether he is a born-again Christian or not. Seems to be, which is really, really great. Look, i got to go. Wrapping it up here, but I appreciate you for sticking around listening to this episode. Another brilliant episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy, and conversation. And I will talk to you again in the next one. Bye.